Praise the Most High. Praise Him. Welcome this evening to Women's Wednesday. I'm Mariama Tanay, your host. I'm so glad you chose to be here this evening. It's a blessing. Tonight's theme is Preparedness Part 2. Get ready and be ready. It's important to be prepared and to be able to sustain yourself. You stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So first I want to start off with the praise up session so that we can get guidance from the Most High as we learn from those that are going to share this evening and just have the spirit behind it, how it has principle within the faith. And so um, in 1 Timothy 5, 8, but if any man, not for his own, and especially for those of his own, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. But if any provide not for his own. Proverbs 27, 12, a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on. Hebrews eleven seven. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Genesis 41, 34 to 36. Let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. And let them not gather, and let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities, and that food shall be for store and the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. I'm going to move forward into Sister Sophia, Chapter 29. I find this to be applicable because as you are awakened to the overstanding of what's happening in this world, especially as women, Sophia really resonates with me and Sophia's wisdom, but it's personified as a woman. And what down as you try to climb up and reach the light that you know that's within you, because it's an inner climb. 
So Jesus enters the 13th aeon and findeth Sister Sophia. It came to pass then thereafter that I ascended to the veils of the 13th aeon. It came to pass then when I had arrived at their veils that they drew apart of their own accord and opened themselves to me. I entered in into the 13th aeon and found Sister Sophia below the 13th aeon, all alone, and none of them with her. And she sat in that region, grieving and mourning because she had not been admitted to the 13th aeon, her higher region. And she was moreover grieving because of the torment which the self-willed overstand. She was moreover grieving because of the torments of the self-willed who was one of the triple, of the three triple powers had afflicted upon her. Because, see, there is self-willed and then there's God-willed. But this, when I shall come to speak with you respecting their expansion, I will tell you the mystery how this befell her. It came to pass then when Tista Sophia saw me shining most exceedingly and with no measure of the light which was about me that she was in great agitation and gazed at the light of my vesture. She saw the mystery of her name on my vesture and the whole glory of its mystery. For formerly she was in the region of the heights in the 13th aeon, where she was wont to sing praises to the higher light, which she had seen in the veil of the treasury of light. See, she saw something higher than herself and where she was located at the time. And she yearned for more, and she wanted that. And so she wanted to sing praises to that. It came to pass then when she persisted in singing praises to the higher light that all the rulers who are, who are with the two great triple powers and her invisibles who was paired with her and the other two and twenty invisible emanations gazed at the light inasmuch as Pistis Sophia and her pair they and the other two twenty emanations make up four and twenty emanations, which the great invisible forefather and the two great triple powers have emanated. So then, so Mary desireth to hear the story of Sophia. It came to pass then when Jesus had said this to his disciples that Mary came forward and said, "My Lord, I have heard thee say aforetime, Pistis Sophia." is herself one of the four and twenty emanations. How then is she not in their region? But thou hast said, I found her below the thirteenth aeon. And Jesus answered and said to his disciples, It came to pass when Pistis Sophia was in the thirteenth aeon in the region of all her brethren, the invisibles, and that is the four and twenty emanations of the great invisible. It came to pass in by command at the first mass mystery that Pistis Sophia gazed into the height. She saw the light of the veil of the treasury of light, and she longed to reach that region. And she could not reach that region, but she ceased to perform the mystery of the 13th aeon and sang praises to the light of the height, which she had seen in the light of the veil of the treasury. So she's no longer playing along where she's at. She's not, you know, going along to get along. She's singing to something higher. She's not singing to the glory of where she's at. It came to pass then when she sang the praises to the region of the height that all the rulers in the 12 eons who are below her hated her 
because she had ceased from their mysteries. See, she's not being bothered with what's around her anymore. She wants more. And because she had desired to go into the height and be above them all, for this, for, for this cause then, they were enraged against her and hated her, as did the great triple power self-willed. That this, is, that this is the third triple power who had become disobedient and as much as he, is not, he had not emanated the whole purification of the power in him. So see, the self-willed, that's where the disobedience comes from. God puts glory in all of us. He puts it in all of us. And so the disobedience came in as much as he had not emanated the whole purification of his power in him. So if you're not living and doing something with the gift that was bestowed upon you, that's where the sin lies. And had not given the purification of his light at the time when the rulers gave their purification. So when all the rulers, you know, realized the fullness of their strength and who they were and their role and everything that's happening, and it was time to bring it forth to the Most High, the self-will said, no, I'm going to hold this, in that he desired to rule over the whole 13th aeon and those who are below it. It came to pass then when the rulers of the 12 eons were enraged against and hated her exceedingly, that the great triple-powered self-willed, of whom I have just now told you, joined himself to the rulers of the 12 eons, and also was enraged against Pistis Sophia, and hated her exceedingly, because she had thought to go to the light which was higher than her. And he emanated out of himself a great lion-faced power. Now, let me stop right there and break this down with the lion. The metaphysical meaning of lion is courage, fearlessness, initiativeness, and life. Again, that's courage, fearlessness, having initiative, and life. So lion is a symbol for that meaning. Okay. So at this point, Sophia, and he emanated out of himself a great lion-faced power, and out of his manner in him, he emanated a host of other very violent emanations. So see, the self-willed has their own courageous spirit that's fearless and that initiates and sends them into the regions below to the parts of the chaos in order that they might there lie in wait for Pistis Sophia and take away her power out of her because she thought to go to the height which was above them all. And moreover, she had ceased to perform their mission and lamented continuously and sought after the light which she had seen. And the rulers who abide or persist in performing the mystery hated her. And all the guards who were at the gates of the aeons hated her also. I mean, even the guards at the gates. We're hating on her. It came to pass then thereafter by command of the first commandment that the great triple power self-willed, who was one of the three triple powers, pursued Sophia in the 13th aeon in order that she should look toward the parts below. So, see, they did a distraction 
so that she could look someplace else. See, it was already predetermined. They prepared over there in order that she looked toward the parts below so that she might see the region, his lion face light power, and long after it and go to that region so that her light might be taken from her. Okay? So the distraction is to take your light away. All of these distractions that are happening. And so we cannot allow that to determine our way of thinking and our level of preparedness as we go forth. And we can't let fear be a factor. Fear can't be a factor. I'm going to take a music moment as you meditate on what just transpired. Blessings. Whenever opportunity kneeled So I declined And undermined All of these here talents of mine Kept them inside Till I realized I had to look my fear in the eyes Don't go away Just let it be
Blessings and greetings. Fear is not a factor. It can't be. It shouldn't be. You have to prepare. You have to be ready. Because we cannot look to, like, our local government to hold us down, especially during those first, you know, three days, as um, Brother David said last week, 144 144 hours, 144 days, you have to have what you need in store in your apartment, in your house. Prepare for those that you love. Understand who your neighbors are and if they're preparing. And be careful who you tell, (laughs) who you're preparing with. So this evening on part two of preparedness, I have a very experienced brother. William David is um, live with us this evening. William David, are you there? Can you hear me, sir? Hello? Brother David, are you there? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yes, now I can hear yes, you. Yes, I, I had the uh, the mic on mute. Forgive me, guys. Yes, I just listening to the music and the sister and give thanks. Give thanks. Thank you. And so I wanted to start off with some simple questions. Just um, just how how should one go about starting a garden? Yes, I um. This is uh, brothers and sisters, and, uh, you know, I'm going to touch on a few things, and this is just one way of doing it. There's many ways of uh, of uh, doing things. This is just uh, experience, and I'll share you um, a lot of my, you know, they say uh, my neighbor got to speaking with this older gentleman, and he says uh, knowledge and experience equal, equal wisdom, so. I will impart what what I do have to share with brethren and sisters. So starting a garden, first, you know, like anything, you uh, hopefully you pray about it and uh, seek the kingdom of the Most High first, and all other things will be added unto you. So uh, I I suggest that the eyes uh, pray about it. Um, Several ways you can go about this. One, uh, you can buy a kit uh, at your local garden stores if you don't have any experience at all. You can step to that level and a kit. And if you have uh, pots, for example, uh, I and I in the future will be sharing this information with with the ones the ones on my YouTube page, our web page, and whatnot. Uh, but speaking of uh, brownstones, um, I've never opportunity to live in a brownstone. Those those places are beautiful. But the stoops, the front steps, lots of people have flowers. You can do uh, herbs you can do vegetables you can do little things on your front porch in your window in your garden depending on what circumstances that you are in where the most high has you right now uh, that's one of the ways um, of, of, of starting a garden and for those of you that are advanced you can look on to uh, um, line of Judah society when the Aaron Aaron has done some great work you can go to uh, CrossSideCricketFarms.com. Uh, uh, you can go to our YouTube page, find us on Facebook and Instagram. But this is a slow process to get Josh's people moving because we have to prepare for ourselves. 
if we have not learned anything from the last two great events that have happened in this so-called North Country, that being Hurricane Sandy and Katrina, you have to be responsible for yourself and your neighbors. If you are not responsible for yourself, you will become a problem, and the solution may not be the solution that you get what you're looking for. Yes, sir. To go a little further into uh, the guard. Oh, go ahead. I I, I want to touch a little bit further on to the... uh, I was going to say, is there certain types of soils we should know about, like where to get, you know, non-GMO seeds, because we should definitely start, um, you know, storing those seeds to have them, you know, available. Seeds are... and holds them are vital. sacred seeds and, are and protected. And how do you? What I'd like to know. Yeah. Where to get the seeds? And do yeah. you know where? Like how? How are you supposed to store the seeds? Yes, there's two. There's uh, there's several ways. Uh, the freezer is highly the freezer is highly recommended. The refrigeration or the refrigerator is next. Um, and then if, there's another way that the uh, farmers and you know I I, I want to encourage people to look at the Hebrew history book. I want to encourage people, there's lots of information in the Hebrew history book, um, vast amount of information uh, of what we're talking about, of being prepared in gardening and agriculture and, and, and livestock, etc. And that's the Hebrew history book. Some of you know it as the Bible, um, but I would encourage you to go there. Um, the soil, uh, the Bible speaks a lot about the soil, uh, brothers and sisters, I, I encourage anyone, you just start where you can. Uh, if you are limited to five-gallon buckets or maybe you're limited to uh, 5,000 square feet, um, whatever your situation is, um, places to find soil. You can find um, organic um, soil. Also, do your research on organic, and um, it's kind of a – there's Babylon's way of organic, and then there's – you know, um, everything that, you know, in between. But um, soil, one of the best places you can find soil is um, from compost. You can't find that at your local garden stores. You can also find that, and I encourage people um, strongly, strongly, strongly. We live in a society now that could, um, if you know the game Jenga, it, it can happen that fast, and when it does, if you're not prepared, the circumstances will be the same. Point is, I wanted to ask a quick question regarding soil. Um, I wanted yeah, to ask you a quick question regarding soil. Is there something on the bag that we should be looking for in terms of it should have a certain pH balance or a specific mineral yeah, or ingredient? Like I don't, yeah. you know, all soil is not the same. Yeah. How do we know which one is? Is there are there are there names of chemicals that they put in soils that we should know of to stay away from? Yeah, you know it's such a, um, a complex thing. But to be honest, your local garden store they're going to have uh, a varied amount of soil. So the, obviously, the higher the price, the better the soil. The more the probably guarantee. I've seen other companies, I won't use their names, that say they're organic. Um, maybe they are. And then amending soil, sister, and what you're talking about. So you can go buy yourself a baseline soil. But, again, I want to encourage everybody, 
uh, with the grocery stores and having things available all the time that you should be linking up with your local farmers. I, I, I myself am one of them. And so I, I like the small movement of, of Josh people connecting. But um, we have a lot of soy here because our animals <laughs> poop out a lot of uh, grass because they eat. And so in turn, that becomes some amazing compost. But amending your soil, you can do that with uh, kelp mill. You can do that with molasses. You can do it with Epsom salt. You can do it with uh, rock dust. You can do it with azomite, bat guano. I mean, the list goes on and on uh, how complex you can get. Some of the gardeners, uh, our grandparents, parents, they used to do all kinds of stuff, throw fish heads in it, frick it, frap it. So there's many ways to go about it, but soil is very, very important. Your pH, depending on what you're trying to grow, there's a range for each plant. Where to find the seed? Go online to your local, uh, look for local non-GMO seeds. I did uh, link the cisterns with um, uh, New Jersey seeds, non, non-GMO organic seeds in New Jersey. Whether you live in Alaska, whether you live in Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, New Mexico, wherever you are, find your local gardener that has, or local seed company, seed bank, that has non-GMO organic seeds. And there is a difference. That is great information. Especially, you know, um, seeking out the local farm, you know, and um, getting those type of supplies there, and knowing Absolutely. them, and, and right, that that that's an idea I hadn't thought of. You know, I know about my local nursery, but not necessarily. I wouldn't have thought to go to, you know, seek out the farms. And that's a that's a great idea. Yeah. Now you have a farm, right? Your your farm is called Crossside Cricket. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I Crossside Cricket Farm. Uh, you can find us on the YouTube, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, yes, we have a small farm where we uh, mainly now focus on chickens and the eggs. And then, of course, one of the big benefits of having lots of chickens is lots of poop, which makes lots of great high rich nitrogen compost. Most all your plants, flowers, uh, and when you're planting, you don't want to maybe just do all flowers or you don't want to just do all vegetables because you want to be able to get a mix of insects, beneficial insects that will come in and or also predatory insects that will solve the problem so you don't have to uh, spend your time spraying your garden organically or inorganically, but organically. You find that if you get flowers, mixed in with herbs, mixed in with your vegetable garden, that you'll get praying mantis, you'll get ladybugs, you'll get green lacewigs, et cetera, et cetera. And they take care of a, a lot of the problems. Because uh, to be honest, farming is not a very easy thing. It is work. It is both mental work and physical work. And um, that's just the real truth. But give thanks. Yes. I wanted to touch on for those that may have some land or, you know, sometimes we have family members that are elder and they may have some land down south and we know that, you know, or in another country, people have family members in Jamaica and Trinidad or wherever and there's some land. What 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 do you recommend one do as far as homesteading or some initial considerations yep. someone should initial take into account? Mm, mm. I would encourage you, I will. I would field anyone's phone call. 
I, I wouldn't hesitate to spend any time um, giving some people one-to-one thoughts to uh, consider uh, when one is going to uh, consider taking on such a, a task. Um, however, moving forward, um, I, I seek to link with all the farmers, whether they're in Jamaica, they're in Kenya, Ethiopia, uh, et cetera. Um, one of the most um, normal uh, things you may take for granted, I want to talk about a couple things, water. Let's talk about water. Yeshua talked a lot about water. The Bible talks a lot about water. Uh, in this Torah portion, when uh, Israel uh, died and Joseph um, and his brethren went um, to bury him beyond the, the Jordan. I, I did a little study on that, but I won't get into that right now. Crossing over water. Water is very important. We know about uh, at the times of uh, stopping up the water springs in, in, uh, in Zion and so on and so forth. But water weighs 8.65 pounds a gallon. Uh, if you're going to be on the move, low scale, I want to talk to people a little bit about life straws or a straw type water filtration device, then there's larger. You can either do it with uh, gravity, you can do it with pressure, um, and that's how you're going to be able to filter your water. And in some of these places that we're talking about, we take for granted in the city, you turn the faucet, it turns off, water comes out. It's an expectation. It's one that people have come to expect. But when that is taken away, what is your mental mindset? So when you talk about going to move to a farm or a potential property and do these things, you might have a well. Obviously, the scriptures, the Hebrew history book talks a lot about, a lot about wells. Uh, our, our history involves a lot around wells. So how does the well work? How are you going to move the water? Okay, in the city, you hit the light switch. turns on. It's an expectation. When that doesn't happen, I don't look as um, um, the uh, Walking Dead show real quick, not to get off subject as those zombies being a real thing. I look at it as people who are not prepared. That's the type of mindset that they will have. So moving forward with the electricity, how are you going to get that water up out of the ground? Um, you're either going to manually do it or you going to have electricity. So these are the things, those are very basic things, water, electricity, and then seeds and soil that we take for granted. But I, I really want to strongly encourage the brother everyone to get a pack of seeds as soon as you can get a pack of seeds whether it's one pot whether it's a garden let's 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 move forward let's get prepared thank you so much for your input brother i mean the whole part about the water water is such a basic necessity and it's such a powerful key in our you know sufficiency and sustainability you know, in life. And so um, especially if we're thinking in terms of purchasing land or going in with family members on a piece of place that's out of the way, away from the urban environment where, you know, chaos may happen so that if you have to, you know, pack that bag for 144 hours, you could get there, whether that might be high ground or, you know, um, that it's near a water source you know, or that a water source is included on the property so that you can really make sure and you can um, watch and see whether it's polluted and all those kinds of things. And so, and, and, and also to have a well, you know, um, that's important too. 
So thank you again, brother. I really appreciate. Is there anything yes, um, what about, uh, um, before I let you go? Yeah, let's let, let, let's talk about books? a couple more. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, Are there we any talked recommended about books, books? That we want to talk about? Yes. Yes, the book. Yes. yes. Again, first and foremost, um, Torah or the Hebrew history book. Uh, I would start there. Um, there's a great book called A Chicken in Every Yard. Um, I, I tout the chickens. I think they have uh, – um, uh, I'm also part of the study I'm doing about the the fowl shall increase um, study in, in, in the Hebrew history book, the Torah. But A Chicken in Every Yard. Uh, I also recommend uh, Ben Falk, The Resilient Farmer. Uh, some of this information is also uh, one person's experience from many very other people's experience, but combined. So, so just so you know, you can find other books. These are just some. Again, Rastafari Foundation. Look for more information on Crossside Cricket Farm, on all of these things we're talking about. Um, and Sister uh, Mariana. Yes, definitely. Uh, you put together a very definitive listing that I'm going to forward so that it can be put on Rastafari Foundation as well as Rastafari and Daughters of Zion blog spot. Um, I understand that Sister Isaiah already posted information regarding preparedness. Yes. And herbs. Yes. And, um, I want to shout out Sister Isaiah. Know, that was yes, beautiful definitely. information. And then also your information is very comprehensive as well and um, is a wonderful inclusion into the whole idea of overstanding, you know, the whole structure of preparedness and the ins and outs of what is available as far as links. You know, you put a lot of thought, and I really appreciate that, um, a lot of links that I'm going to save to my favorites, you know, once it's posted and um, have, you know, at my fingertips, you know, just information to peruse and learn about when you have a spare moment. You know, that's what the technology is, is I'm there for. To expand the knowledge base. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I, I'm t- I I really want to encourage one. What I'm talking about is really, uh, they are hard tasks. They're simple tasks. They're 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 short range. They're mid range and long range goals. And I'm talking about nation building. Um, water, you can provide, and a very small amount of water can provide a life changing. Um, ability for 10, 5, 50,000 people. And it doesn't take um, very much water to change uh, a life. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity, and I pray that the Most High this year provides the opportunity for I to, to be abroad in Ethiopia. But I, I know what a small amount of water can provide a lot of electricity for our people. And not counting the wind or the solar. Give thanks. Give thanks. Thank you. Give thanks. And so as far as um self sufficiency and um how one should, you know, approach the anxiety. Do you have any ideas of how one should approach that? Like if say something goes down, you know, what are the, you know, what are, what are some of the recommendations you have for that? Um, 
one of the recommendations I, I want to shout out, and and if I don't call your name, blame it on my head, not on my heart. Uh, but Sister Emanuel, when the Myerson, uh, 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 Ross McHale, all the brethren and sister, and when the Milan, Sister uh, Day, the list goes on. Sister Mary Rose, we all have our talents and our abilities um, and skills, and and we also have our, our mindset. But one of the things uh, I really want us to uh, focus on on doing that. Is some of, some of the times we need to get ourselves more in touch with uh, with nature and meditation, and we've talked a little bit about this. But yes, taking the time yes, maybe to so maybe maybe to go maybe to go camping. Maybe maybe you ain't at the point where you want to be in a tent. I tell you, I'm getting a little bit old. I don't want to be in a yes, tent. Yes, yes. Okay, That's maybe maybe a yurt. Maybe I want to be in a yurt. Maybe I want to be in a yurt. Maybe I want to be in a little cabin. Camp in the backyard, but, right? You know. Yeah. That's right, you know, give thanks, give thanks. You know, we, you know, right, right. Listen, the Hebrew, exactly, it's not strange. Listen, he commands us. The Hebrew history book tells us that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob told us to dwell in booths. I mean, yeah, that is a metaphysical, but it's also, a, a, you know, the first things are natural. So, um, I, I look forward to us coming together, um, but some of those anxieties, also one of the things I want to talk about. Um, in this country, you have uh, a certain political movement, but with that movement is for us to be able to defend ourselves. I advocate strong, strong knowledge on gun safety and gun use. The gun is a tool just like my shovel, just like my tractor, just like my well. It is a tool that gets used. I hope I would never have to use my gun, but if I do, you can best bet I will use it. So uh, that is also something within our community, the black and brown uh, gun violence. Um, we all know um, you can set a gun on a hood of a car. Um, and all of you go away for two weeks if that gun don't plan on killing nobody. So um, we we hope that that Israel repents, uh, wake up, and Jacob. But guns um, have their place, just like shovels, picks, axes, so on and so forth. Yes, sir. That, that preparation is, is is so it's so vast, and it may seem overwhelming. But with with the Most High, I'm telling you, I've I've walked it. I've been in a in a small place, a medium place, and a place where He has me now. So wherever you want to go, you have to have faith. Because if you don't have faith, then you, it's, it's pointless. You have to have faith. In your Father's business, and it, that that anxiety won't be there. No, definitely. Definitely. So I want to thank you so much. Is there, are there, are there any last thoughts you wanted to share before we move forward? Um, I really, you know, want people to to, to start conversations uh, with their family, with their friends, and um, get to know a local farmer. If you if you if you know if you eat 
the way the Torah says, or if you eat ital or whatever it is you do, you're getting that food from someplace. I, I suggest you know where it comes from. Build that relationship because if times get tough, a farmer knows how to survive. So um, give thanks. That's last words. Let, yeah, let's all let's all reach out to our our our, our friends, our family. And let's buy a pack of seeds and a bag of soil, and let's get moving. Little steps. Blessings, blessings. Thank you. I appreciate your input. Yes, now moving forward, I wanted to share um, seven self-sufficiency resolutions for the new year that um, I came across. And so one is to save a percentage of your income for emergency savings funds. Pick a number, a percentage of your income, save that amount of your paycheck month after month for a year. If you're already doing something like this, increase the percentage. And if you don't do it at all, I recommend you start around 10%. And if you could do more, then go for it. Um, And emergency savings funds are one of the best ways to make sure you're adequately prepared for an emergency situation. Um, Two, learn a new self-sufficiency skill that can help you save time. There are so many self-sufficiency skills that can save you one heck of a lot of money over time if you you learn to use them regularly. Um, So some of those skills are gardening, like we just spoke about, canning and preserving, um, home repair, sewing, bicycle riding, if you're not already doing that. I remember um, Sister Manuel spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, Um, just to have, you know, stamina and, you know, breath work and just building up those leg muscles, wood chopping, cooking, you know, if that's not already your thing, trying to get some things happening from scratch. Um, hairdressing in a more natural way, Um, you know, not buying the oils or whatever, but making them ourselves. And, you know, they're actually more inexpensive when you purchase them in bulk in small bottles and keep them in your home. Um, Animal and pest control. I remember, um, I I believe it was Sister Marmonique was talking about different kinds of um, um, lavender, just keep away spiders, I believe she said. Um, So those kind of things, you know, raccoons like I learned on my property you know when I first moved here there was raccoons and so I found out that mothballs keeps them away so every um you know every season I just sprinkle mothballs on my property and it smells fresh I mean that's not the most eco-friendly way I know if someone has a better way than that please let me know text you know um and um press one or text us live at 646-494-4722. Again, you can text us at 494-646-494-4722. And um, vehicle maintenance, that's important, sister. We have to know how to change a tire, you know. I mean, how to change the oil. There's a, just, just those little things that we should know how to do just in case without anybody, you know, those self-sufficiency skills. So those are um, something that you can add as far as um, 
having a skill that can help you save time over money and then eat healthier because um, just that's another way we have to be prepared physically. You know, I remember when my husband was um, courting me, and we lived in Brooklyn. Shout out to Miguel. I know he's listening this evening. I used to live in an apartment, and I used to see him jogging up the street to my house, and I thought that was so cool with his backpack on. And so I used to ask him, you know, why don't you just take the train or, you know, whatever. And he says, you know, you have to be a warrior. And that really impressed me back then, you know. It's still impressive, you know. But, you know, that mindset is that if something was to happen, how are you going to make it if you can't walk 10 blocks? You know, so, you know, you have to have that, that um, physical stamina and eat healthier and aggressively pay down your bet, your, um, your um, debt. That's always important. Um, begin keeping, you know, like Brother um, David talked about, hens or breeding rabbits. Start saving toward an off-the-grid location that you've always wanted. You know, um, little things that can, you know, help you as far as making more resolutions to move forward in a way of preparedness. And then so if you live in an apartment, another way is that when you go to the supermarket this weekend, pick up seven gallons of bottled water, you know, um, Fill up clean soda bottles with water for additional drinking water or for washing purposes. If your budget allows, buy extra box of cereal or a box of, you know, canned chicken or vegetables or fruit or tuna. And just start, you know, a box of crackers, peanut butter and jelly. These foods are just some examples of items that keep well. And you can keep these items in a small box and set it aside as your emergency stash. You know, now that you have water and food covered, you can move on to some other supplies. You can pick up a small first aid kit, um, personal medication, you know, buy extra toilet paper, toothpaste, trash bags, paper plates. Um, You know, you want to have enough to cover 1,000 calories per person a day minimum. Um, You know, when the water shut off, you could use the paper plates and cups to avoid washing dishes. For lighting, you can pick up, you know, the hand crank um, flashlights. If you can't find those, get flashlights or batteries. But I recommend the hand crank ones because batteries, they just die. And tap lights or a camp lantern. Um, make sure that your phone's always charged or you have a battery-operated crank radio, extra you know, extra cash like we talked about before. Um, you know, and if you're living single, you have to be even more vigilant about your security you need to know all the entrances and exits to your building. If you live in a high-rise, know exactly where the stairwells and where everything leads to. Some stairwell doors are unlocked, and you would not want to get stuck in an emergency. Your blinds, the curtains closed. You know, pay attention to your surroundings. And that's, you know, in the case of an emergency. Of course, we're not going to live in fear. But, when, of course, when stuff goes down, you don't want to show that you have, um, you know, a gas suitcase um, that turns into a stove, you know, I mean, <laughs> whatever you may have, you know, extra burners in your house with those small cans, you know. I mean, there's there's lots of little things you can have to still be able to cook and supply for your family, and you should just look into it, you know. Um, backup documents set aside one weekend just to gather all your important documents, birth certificates, financial insurance, lease, social security card, make copies of everything have a physical copy, and then also scan them into a flash drive. 
because everything, you know, you have your drive, you have your physical, and then you have the original. You know, if you have family nearby, create an emergency plan with them like Brother was talking about. And also, like you said, go visit your local farm and start making that a place that you and your children because they may offer classes you know, for children to that, even if you're not comfortable with the soil and the dirt because you didn't grow up that way, your children at, you know, tender ages are more open and receptive and they could see it as normal, you know, and they could be the ones to save us in the end, right? And so those are just um, some things. So I see that we have Sister Day on the line. I want to open up her mic for her to share this evening. Blessings, greetings, Sister Day. Are you there? Greetings, uh, yes, I. Nestling family. Um, wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, sounds like I almost covered everything. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to know if if all the sisters and brothers got the link that I sent forward to Russ Ierson for everyone to to receive it was 52 plants that you can eat in the wild and that's wonderful and yes i and 66 tarp shelters you can make with a tarp um i apologize i didn't hear all of the reasoning um every day as i was going through but um i didn't really want to you know repeat things that may have already been said, but maybe just um, to um, focus on a couple of things that are very, very important uh, and maybe revisit if if Di has already touched on it. Um, For the 52 plants that you can find and eat in the wild, I sent that link forward because even if I just read them to the eye, then that it would be better to get the pictures that would go along with the link so that you could actually identify these plants on site. And um, Well, can you just mention yeah. maybe about five or so? That, okay. That you know uh, that are... Yes, I. Um, blackberries, um, um, there are many berries, but... Uh, there are a lot that are not really safe. Um, if you're not sure, don't touch it. Um, so that's why the pictures would also be helpful. Um, there's a little description about the blackberries that is safe. Uh, they have red branches that have long thorns similar to a rose. And the green leaves are wide and jagged. Um, you can find them uh, mostly in the spring, and um, they have white flowers uh, that bloom in a little cluster around in the bush. In the bush, and um, the, the 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 flowers have uh, five points. And these berries, these blackberries, they ripen around August, September. Uh, dandelions, <clears throat> excuse me, dandelions. Um, Almost everybody knows what dandelions are. They grow on a lot of people's lawns, and people pull them out, say they're weeds, throw them away. 
Um, right, the yellow they, uh, ones, right, that come up, right. Yeah, bright, bright, bright yellow buds. Um, the whole plant is edible, raw or cooked. Um, cooked will kind of like take away the little bitterness that it has, and it's rich in vitamin A and C and beta carotene. Um, asparagus, we all know, well, it's, it's, it's familiar in the grocery um, stores. It also is a, grows in the wild. Um, but the ones that grow in the wild, their, their stock is thinner than the ones you probably find in your grocery store. And they're rich with vitamin C, thiamine, and potassium, vitamin B6. Um, elderberries, um, that tree can grow to 10 feet or more, and uh, it yields tons of food. Um, it has seven main leaves on a long stem, and the leaves are long and rounded with uh, jagged edges. And in the spring, they have um, the white clusters of flowers also, but these are flowers resemble like a small umbrella. Okay, and the berries are ripe around September. Um and they're also good for and you know, I I really think that I I really think that what you um included with all those different ways yeah. to use a tarp, you know, is really important, you know. Um I mean I would know maybe one or two with sixty that's so comprehensive and it's it's just something that I believe it's listed at the um Safarian Daughters of Zion blog spot. Com. Well, actually, and I got it from a Brit, a Virgin who um, Buffalo Soldier. He um, had posted these on another group um, of I and I um, um, that is uh, preparing and um, awakening and awake. And um, this, I don't, I don't know if any kind of shelter was mentioned with. Uh, preparedness for like in in the outdoors, but a tarp, mm-hmm. um, basically, you know that plastic. No, sister, and you no you are the plastic. blessing that's bringing that forward. <laughs> so I was just saying that you're the blessing uh, well, bringing sharing, that forward. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. We're sharing. I'm sharing because uh, um, there are groups of I and I, uh, different groups all around, and you may think, oh, we're the only ones, and no one else knows what's going on, but it, this is the earth time. You know, earth has yeah. its time and, and, and life as well as each individual. And this is the earth time that we're in, um, that Kundalini rising, people are waking up, and, and you know, with the pressures of um, the negative energies, this... Um, Spewing itself all over the place. People are starting to really realize that, yeah, we need to be prepared. Uh, like um, Guy has said, I I thought I was the only one that said <laughs> that uh, I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. But, that's um, right. This is that's what right. We definitely okay. definitely need to, to be good. Okay. That's right. Yes, ma'am. That's right. Well, we really appreciate yeah. But, the blessing of that information because, you know, the shelter is, you know, shelter, water, right? Those are the most important things. 
you and know, like, I'm going to definitely go to, because um, when Dem Ison just told, he, he, he um, texted me that it is on the blog spot as we speak. It's already been posted. So ones that are listening can go to um, Rastafari and Daughters of Zion blogspot.com and see the information that Sister Ida blessed us with in a more full view and to peruse it at full so that you can gather the um gather the understanding of, of, you know, everything that's being put forth. I mean, I'm I'm really wanting to buy, you know, a tarp and, you know, practice that with my sons. You know, that's a that's a very important skill. Especially if you're not involved in, you know, this whole Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts thing because they turned it into this whole transgender rights thing, you know, so you're not sure to send your children. But as parents and as mothers, you know, if there's a park or a backyard, maybe there's something, you know, those things you could just print out and go practice, you know, so that's so important. And and also considering if we're, we have to be on the run, you want, you want lightweight things. Um, like yes, you yes. mentioned with water, uh, like bottled water is, gets heavy if you got to be carrying it. So also <clears throat> I know that it was mentioned uh, about the, 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 what is it, the life stick or whatever it's called, the water stick. Life straw, uh, life straw. Life straw, it's yeah, a little bit lighter than carrying those bottles. And, and then, then also um, you'd have to have some source of water to actually clean, but also the moringa seeds are even lighter. So that is also another thing to consider. Also with the uh, the the pine tree, there's over a hundred different type of pine trees where the needles you can simmer and make tea. You can ground up mm. uh, the pine and and it cures scurvy. It's rich in vitamin C. Also, um, while we're touching that, um, blood cleanser. Uh, there was a virgin who um, was, was sharing a couple of natural remedies for things. And the base or the starting point you would want to really start with is to clean your blood. If you clean the blood, you, uh, you can eliminate all those other diseases that can would, would develop off of your blood not being. And um, this I definitely would love to share with the item to write it down and to start using it. Um, Sarsaparilla, dandelion, root, beetroot, turmeric, and black pepper. And you can yeah. boil them together and drink them. Clean your blood. And that will start taking care of all the other sicknesses that uh, generate from the poisoning. Can you please repeat that blood. again, sister? Can you please repeat that combination again, please? Yes, I. Dandelion root, sarsaparilla, beet root, turmeric, and black pepper. Those are all fairly easy to be found and not expensive, and it does the work. Also, um, I was reasoning with a couple other sisters and brethren a little earlier, and we were um, coming up with some other things that may not have been mentioned. Um, 
a good thing the gun was mentioned because I was saying, I don't think I need a gun. And it was like, is that okay? It's like, yeah, you better think about it being okay because, yeah, we're yeah. talking about real survival. And uh, Correct. as uh, the, Correct. the brother was saying, especially sisters, that, you know, people may not be too nice and, you know, raping and all of that can be part of yes. what's going on out there. And that's a part of survival. So, yeah, guns is okay. And um, for the sisters as well, for feminine um, products that may not be able to buy when you're on the run. In Jamaica, we used to just tear up some white cotton, fold it up, stick it in your underwear or pin it on something, and there you go. That's where they get the expression blood cloth from. But when they say they is not, they don't mean it in a nice way. But that's when they, in Jamaica, when you see those pieces of white cloth hanging on the line, you know, okay, this is what's going on in that household there. So for the sisters, um, you may not be able to get other feminine products, just some like white cotton or some kind of cotton that's absorbent and still natural, that's not irritating, um, can be used washed out, reused, or if you don't have the convenience of the water to wash, you just bury it, which is also good for the soil um, as a fertilizer, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get screamish about that, but there's a lot of nutrients in the blood. Um, also, um, there were um, a couple of other things mentioned. Um, uh, we touched on um, the water, the moringa seeds. Also, if you're going to bring um, essential oils, the three suggested recommended oils would be lavender, peppermint, tea tree. Mm-hmm. Probably can't cover almost everything that you need. And also... For the raccoons, I'm not sure, but I heard cayenne pepper also. Ah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, cayenne pepper. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I. So also we know building the fire is very important. Army surplus stores have those little compact multi-tool, you know, shovel axe kits and stuff. I don't know if that was touched on, but Army surplus is a good place to get things for survival. Um, the uh, one thing that um, I also wanted to mention um, last but not least uh, breathing is very important I had something happen to me just last week ago which could have took me out if I didn't know what to do Uh, very important we can go without food I think they say like six weeks and mm. you go without water for six days but you can mm. only go without breathing six minutes and then you start having some irreversible stuff going on so very very important to know what to do if somebody has a panic attack because of what's yes, going on yes. and yes. for a panic attack what you want to do is calm down you have to control your breathing. You control your breathing. You get your the person to sit down, 
get the breathing under control, when the person sees that, okay, this is not going to take take me out, okay, it looks like I'm, I'm getting back un, under control, uh, there are other things that you also can use, like the peppermint oil, put a couple of drops in some hot water and just put the towel over your head, get a couple of deep breaths of that. Uh, the eucalyptus mm. oil, you can rub that on your chest or Vicks Vapor Rub, whatever you have. Any kind of mentholated oils are good for opening up your uh, your breathing passage. Um, also things like garlic, ginger. And um, what I did personally, um, well, what happened, I was, I was uh, helping to babysit and um, the, the child had a cold which my daughter caught, and I thought I was doing pretty good, but they kept their house freezing, and I hate the cold, and the house is is just freezing. So evidently the cold probably got me, without me knowing, was sitting on my chest. Well, I was sitting in my closet talking to Ross Ierson about how can I send you these links so that all the brethren and sisters can get them, get the pictures as well as me just talking about it, and um, the mold, there was a mold, moldy smell in the closet. Um, towards the end of the reason, I was gasping to try to finish my sentences. I don't know if he noticed it or not, but when I came out of that closet, I thought that I may not make it. And when I realized what was going on, I had to do exactly what I told you. I had to sit myself down, get my breathing under control, and don't let it take me where it wanted to take me. But I took the control back to where I wanted to be. And I put the peppermint oil in there. I took a couple of deep breaths with the towel over my head. I rubbed the the eucalyptus oil on my chest, and um, my breathing started coming back under control. Also, um. I was Googling some other stuff after that and um, seeing other things that could be used. And I called Whole Foods. I was just calling them to see if they had something called mustard oil. Because when I Googled mustard, mustard oil came up and I didn't know about that. So I called them. And, of course, prayers was the first thing. Let me say that. But for me, it goes without saying. But still, I'll say it. Prayers first in all things. and. Um, I knew it already was sealed up in the spirit realms, and it just, you know, prayers without works. You know, I had to do my part on the physical. That's right. That's right. Make it manifest. Yes. Yes, my So, um, prayers, and uh, it just so happened when I called the Whole Foods, this little Colombian woman answered the phone who never really answers the phone because she is always, like, multitasking galore, helping people. She has a wealth of information about natural healing and everything, and she answered the phone. So I know that was Abba Caduce because she don't usually yes, answer the phone. Yes, yes, And mm-hmm. when I answered, when she answered the phone, I was like, oh, Connie, hi, how are you? And she calls everybody, my darling, my darling, how are you, my darling? And she's a little bitty thing. And um, she says, I know who I'm talking to. I know who I'm talking to. I can tell you this. Do you think you can get to the store? The store was closed, and it was like 10 minutes to 10. 
She said, do you think you can get to the store? I said, no, I don't think so. I was there earlier. So she said, um, well, well, how can I help you? And I asked her about um, something for breathing and didn't even get to the mustard oil. And I think in the spirit realm, she knew it was me. So she says, I can tell you because you know they're not supposed to tell you anything about health and medicine or nothing that's sold in there and guarantee that it'll help you or anything or they'll get in trouble by law. They're not supposed to um, practice or really counsel people and, and suggest and recommend anything. So she says, I know I can tell you. This same woman, to tell you how spiritual she is, one day she was in the spirit realm and she came rushing into me and she said, my darling, my darling, your people know things that could save the world. Why don't they listen to you? Why don't they listen to you? I was like, okay, calm down, calm down. She said, you know, I know. She says, I know your people know things that can save the world. Why don't they listen yeah. to you? Mm-hmm. That's how spiritual she is. And she said, I can tell you this. So she gave me one of her home remedies that Dr. Phil, that was the cherry on the top. And what that was, I had to run across the street to get me a white onion. Now, this is the remedy for, wait, is this breathing. So, so the remedy that you're about to give is for anxiety, specifically? It's for for breathing. Um, Breathing, also uh, things like asthma, wheezing, cold. Okay. Things like okay. that. Mm-hmm. And well, all you do is you just get a white onion. I put it in skin and all. I didn't take nothing off. I just threw it in there. Um, mm-hmm. And you boil it slowly until it gets soft. And then when it gets soft, you just let it cool. You throw it in your blender, blend it up, drink it. Amen. Mm. That was it. That was the that cherry was on it. the top. You and know, your sister is here today. Sometimes it's the most this. simple thing. Sometimes it's the most simple thing. You know, the most basic simple. And that is the biggest blessing. So, oh, so yeah, that's saying, what I love. You just have to boil <laughs> a white onion. <laughs> Yes. So wait, so wait, let me just get this straight. You said to boil a white onion for how long? Yes. Yeah. Well, put you and put like, the you and know, then the, also in how much water? How much water do you use? What I used was you know the little saucepan. It, it maybe care uh-huh. it holds maybe about two cups, three cups. Those little saucepans. And like a, you cover, you yeah, cover okay. you cover the onion with the water. That's how much water you use. You okay, have to you cover, want to cover the, the onion. onion with water. Okay. Right. And then you just boil it on a slow boil so it gets soft. Until it and gets soft. And then you just, yeah, you just let it cool off a little, throw it in your blender. I actually added, like, about another two cups to stretch it out. Mm. But it worked, I must say. Mm-hmm. It worked. I love simple. I love, I love inexpensive. I like easy. <laughs> I don't like things. When Father God give us everything we need naturally, free. It's just yeah. man and kind of man that want to put 
prices on everything that he gives us free. So pray for me, hopefully. Thank you so much, Mr. Sister, for the, for the, um, for the um, lessons that you have brought forth. We have somebody else that wants to speak on the line. I want to open the line. Thank you very much. And please press one in the future and share, um, you know, your knowledge in future Women Wednesdays. We, I, I would definitely appreciate that. Blessings. One. And we have um, Wendy Michael wanted to come forth this evening. Greetings. Bless my sister. Yeah. Can you hear me? How did you? Yes, yes, yes. Blessings. Uh, Thank you for being here this evening. Awesome. Thanks for thinking. It's good to be here. So uh, what I wanted to get into, yes, uh, I'm a farmer, like uh, the other brother, uh, David. Oh, great, great. Yeah, I'm actually uh, doing uh, homework, and I I remembered this was on, so I figured I'd tune in. (laughs) I have, right now, I'm just a landscaper, like I do, I farm for other people's, like I just mow grass, and I install flower beds. And right now and I have so a cabbage have farm. Any... Oh, a cabbage farm. Okay. Well, it's just in my house. It's more like a, what is it, like sustainable, like a, what is that, self-sustainable farming. That's great. So how much space does it take up in your place? Right now it's probably three feet by eight feet, and I have about not... 13, 14 cabbages. Wow, that's that's a good amount, and that's a good food too. Oh yeah, very healing. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> and you know, it goes a long way. Have, also, they, local. They oh. have that um, they have that cabbage soup that they recommend patients to you know have before they have surgery, and things like that. The cabbage is very important. True, I have heard that. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> But also I do, alongside with cabbage, I do collard greens, sort of around the edge of the garden as like a protective plant. Oh, it's a protective plant. How does it protect? It's like sort of like the barrier of the garden in that way. And then if you mix spearmint, as far as like instead of having weeds, if you grow spearmint, that uh, like it sort of wards off the flies and rodents and things. Oh wow. So does um so does um spearmint also get rid of mosquitoes? Um, I think I'm so, curious. honestly. Yeah, oh, I but okay. I like dancing and jumping is good for getting rid of mosquitoes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I live in Florida so we do it big time here. <laughs> okay. All right, so yeah, then you fire, have dancing and greens that protect. <laughs> And then you have the spearmint, and then you have the cabbage. Exactly. The collard greens are sort of, because collard greens grow tall. So if you put them sort of in the middle of your garden, they might block out the light and just, like, wind and stuff from, like, sort of keeping your garden clean. So you want to put those usually around the outside. Mm. But honestly, you know, if it grows, it'll grow. (laughs) 
Yes, I yes. did one thing though. The main thing I wanted to bring forth was a tip about uh getting soil ready. Mhm. Yeah, because uh, like sometimes like there's nothing you can do except like you know dig it up and add new soil. But one thing I found helps is uh bird food. So what I did is I got a bag of bird food and I just like I put it in the container and the squirrels they knocked it all out, and next thing mm. I knew I had a huge flower garden growing. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, that's one so like, food, and you wait, can so get. Let me get this straight. So, wait, let me just get yeah. this straight. The bird food was knocked over into the soil, and then that became a flower garden. Exactly of, like five different types. Five different types. Wow! And, what kind? Well, of it types? depends what kind of bird food you get, and I got the like standard bird food, like probably a five-pound bag. So we're talking about seeds that's going to last, you know, like a long time. Mm. <laughs> right. And so then they probably I have had, organic I think, bird food as well, so then you can get organic seeds that way as well, right? That would make sense. Exactly. And I'm pretty, Jaws loves his birds, you know, so I think that they will, yes. like, front you on the organic there. Right, right, right. That's great information. But one big thing, Thank yeah. You. The, yes, yeah, idea. it's good. And then, yeah, when they fall on the ground, you'll see, you know, each different plant that is going to pop up. So just give them, like, you know, seven days or maybe more if you that's what you like. And you can pick them and then replant them in your fresh, good soil. And the, And then the other plants that you leave there, they will start turning the sandy or whatever soil is there. Like, slowly as they, you know, do their life work on the ground, the soil will become rich again. Mm. Mm. It's it's like the mm. cure, <laughs> curing the land. Yes. Well, thank so you. That, that's what I recommend for tough, yeah, tough parts in your yard. Just put the bird seed there. If not, you know, maybe the birds will just eat it and it'll look beautiful. <laughs> right. I'm going to definitely try that. I'm gonna definitely try that. Just some birds. Hallelujah. I mean, again, yeah. you know, with um, with the sister that spoke before you, something so simple. We just said that something so simple sometimes is just the answer. You know, I would have never thought of True. that. True. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Me either. Until just until the squirrels. Also, and then that goes back to what Brother Davis said: pay attention to nature. You know. And that exactly. was yeah, you'll see squirrels planting okay. trees all yeah. over. <laughs> okay, right. Yes. Yeah. Wow, wow. And a big a thing to look out it. for in the bird food is uh, the sunflower seeds. Those are those mm. are the most, I think, because uh, you can do so much with sunflower oil, everything. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you, Brother. And we also what David said, yeah. <laughs> Amen. The Holy no, no, Bible, go that's I'm, a I'm good sorry. place to start for learning about, yes. uh, you know, all things, especially farming. <laughs> Definitely. So that that is my David. first source also. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's a time to harvest and a time to reap and a time to sell. Exactly. Is there, is there um, anything else that you wanted to add before we move forward, brother? Um, I think that's it. I just remember I was glad to hear about the works of farming and let you know it's time to come forward. 
Yes, definitely. So definitely look out for the bird seed. And for the spearmint, right? You said that keeps the flies and things away, correct? Yeah, peppermint and spearmint. Yeah, you just walk by and you'll kick it and you'll get, what is that, the the breeze. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And some um, sweet-smelling air. Definitely. Exactly. Right, thank you, to lively up the place. <laughs> and yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, blessings. Thank you for being a blessing. Yes, sister. Thanks, too. Shalom. Shalom. Yes, that was so enriching. This feels just, you know, that knowledge right there. And then just to move forward, you know, they have these um, underground survival condos for the rich. And they are, they're selling out $3 million, and they're self-reliant for five years. So people are going to be surviving in style, supposedly. And um, they come with spas and swimming pools, (laughs) a dog park, a rock climbing wall, aquaculture, food production, organic hydrophonic food production, indoor shooting range, a movie theater, classroom, library, minor surgery center, bar and lounge, and a complete gym. And, you know, I mean, so you have to think in terms of yourself. There's something um, also as far as if you can afford it, they start around 3000 3 to 5000 Those are those egg homes, and they can go underground if you have land. That's something that, you know, you would want to look into um, those kinds of shelters. And then last but not least, there are um, survival forums and apps. So, um, you know, they have one on Tapatalk, and they have a whole slew of survival threads, survival and preparedness, homesteading and self-sufficiency. So if things are going down, you can also see what's going on in the forums, and you can also, they have, you know, um, ads based on preparation and those types of things that you'd want to get your hands on. Um, one that I personally um, belong to <clears throat> is um, is called Prepared Society. And so I joined them about maybe five or six years ago. And um, I'm not necessarily active, but what, what do they call it, trolling? I just – I call it perusing. <laughs> You know, and I look and see what people are talking about in different parts of the country. And, yes, there is a certain demographic of, like, this white, you know, Appalachian Mountains or West Virginia or Minnesota type of person, Wisconsin, you know, um, Montana. A lot of those people are heavily involved in the preparedness movement. But it's good to know, even as an outsider looking in, what's going on and what the mindset is. And also, I can learn. You know, I don't have to be up on my enemy if, if I have a telescope and I could look down and see, you know, what it is that they're doing and what they're preparing for so that I know how to prepare myself as well. You know, my mother used to always say, you know, you got to have backup for the backup. You know, so that's something that's very important. So um, I'm going to move forward. So that was preparedness. I appreciate everyone that was involved this evening, Wyndham David and um, 
also in the Michael as well as Sister Ida for their input and the blessings that came through their spirit this evening. And um, we're going to take a quick music moment, and this is Wake with the Day by Kayla and Zaki Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Blessings and greetings. Wake with the day. Wake up and know what's going on. We're going to move forward to the go and gnosis and what's going on in the world and how that is affecting the everyday perception of what's transpiring around the world. And so, um, first off, I wanted to talk about Brexit and Britain. So now, because in Bre- because in Britain they voted to stop all well, the immigration of the minorities, they want to keep it a mostly homogenistic white society because they've seen the the whole um, influx of Indian and Arab and Asian into um, the whole British Britain Empire. And so, if you walk down the streets of London, you really see. Um, a white person, so that scared a lot of people off to the countryside, and a lot of people left the country, and people aren't reproducing. And so what they really did was they shot themselves in the foot because um, now there's no migrant employees to pick the fruit. So now they have fields of rotting crops, just fields of rotting crops of fruit and vegetables because the people that are there, they don't want those jobs. They don't want to go and pick the fields, but then you want to stop the people from coming in that are willing to do that job. And so how that transpires to here, again, the micro versus the macro level of looking at things, you know, they're talking about building this wall, and they're going to pass all these laws to keep the immigrants out. Who's going to do the work here that we're accustomed to not doing? And then that goes back into the overstanding of the universal basic income. You know, so there's a lot going on um, with that. And on a totally different note, there's this couple in Italy, and they went to a different country, and they impregnated a surrogate mother. They they came to America, actually, to California, and they got a surrogate mother. She gave birth to twin boys. So these men came back to Italy and tried to register the boys as their children. So they tried to put on record that there is no mother and father legally, that there was a father and a father and these twin boys. To overstand the testing ground. Okay? And so the court said, you know, because both the sperm was used, that they could only classify them as fathers to each of them, but not as both custodial parents to each of them. So they're going to try that here in America. So look out for that. You know, they're they're really pushing the boundaries on this gender-neutral transparency, fluidity on all different types of levels, you know. And so um, also they had in Ghana – the president, the new president that was just elected, plagiarized completely George Clinton, George Bush, and Clinton's speech for his inauguration speech. So there's just, I mean, just an affect, A-F-F-E-C-T, an affect of ridiculosity. I mean, with the Trumps and the Brexit and the whole thing, and, and, and so these quote-unquote leaders are not even trying anymore to hide 
what it is they're about and what they're doing. I mean, for this man to be on his own country, his own soil, and to just totally plagiarize George Clinton and, and I mean, sorry, George Bush and Clinton, because they're one person to me, right? George Clinton. Clinton and Bush's, um, you know, speech is ridiculous. And so I just thought, I was just made aware by my husband that, you know, Terrace One, he's on YouTube. And so he is at some Ivy League college, and um, he is t- making a speech about how, and this is like recent, like within the past three months, and he's making this speech at this Ivy League college about how black people are the reason that cops are shooting us. And I was just, like, really blown away. I mean, you know, I already said he was, like, an informant and, you know, consciously, um, you know, corrected and substantiated by the powers that be. And he was sanctioned consciousness allowed on us once you understand the whole music industry and the way it goes down. You know, it's just it's just a framework of programming for every possible, you know, intelligence. And having something that can look toward and affiliate with to that when the time comes from it for, you know, manipulation, oh, I believe in whatever this person stands for, you know. Um, but he he really just really said that. We are the reason that they shoot us because we don't have respect for them. He says, I know I made that. I mean, officer, overseer, you know, boop, boop, that sounded up police, right? What happened, you know? That was all to get and to get into this whole realm of hip-hop as a culture, and and now, you know, you have universities and you have the hip-hop church, you know, led by, you know, um, Curtis Blow and, you know. And he's telling people this. And because he's been so-called substantiated as, you know, hip-hop royalty, people are really listening to this madness. If we carried ourselves, like, what more? How many hoops? How many marches, how many, there has to be another format for it, you know, it has to be a whole other format, you know, find out what your back, what your, where your, where your black banks are, they're like 15, I know that are, you know, and that's having 51% ownership, you know, and then diversify yourself and other types of things, because this is really crazy at this point, you know, and so, um, and then I believe, you know, God and, um, spoke on this on, I don't know if it was his YouTube channel or if it was on here, on Testify Tuesday, one of those shows. Um, there are these men that are in the um, so-called conscious community. And I call them those that shall remain nameless because they've just made themselves moot, M-O-O-T, in the court of overstanding. Their ego and their anger, you know, I don't know if you pay attention to the male members of the digitally popular so-called conscious black community on YouTube, but this messy ego tripping and measuring, debasing, and vicious personal attacks, guttural language mixed with grandstanding, fight between two of the more well-known, my husband Miguel told me years ago, the devil lives in anger. 
The devil is having his day with these two, with this spectacle. I'm not even repeating their names here, as this sad display has rendered them useless as taking either of them seriously from this point on is no longer an option. Their respective messages, however, the messages, what was blessed to come through them momentarily, see, overstand the Shekinah glory, right? There's empty vessels, and then there's some that get filled, and then it's over. It's you having to overstand to hold the blessing and to hold it inside, right? So, what was blessed to come through them momentarily, that, that which took hold to those who lent an ear and an eye, those messages expounded by those two who played themselves, which those who strove to bring into the eyesight of many hopefully can be detached from those flawed men and remain in the movement of progress. We as a community have to learn how to separate the message from the man. Everybody ain't Jesus. It's not, you know, it's not this leader business. It's, everybody's not Jesus. You know, it's not easy to walk the narrow path, not at all. If you're not built for it, you will stumble and maybe fall. But messages that call many to gather and to act to protect and uplift should not be a one-man show. It shouldn't be a one-man show or even predicated on that man's presence for that matter, you know, People get caught up in the vessel, and it's the contents of the vessel. It's the content, you know, permanent or temporary. It's the content that counts, you know. And let's take the content, the message put forth, and keep it moving, you know, because these – they say, you know, man will fail you, right? And, And so that's why you can't look to man. And we have to look toward the Most High. And the Most High will use people. You know, he will use people. And some people, if they're blessed enough, they will recognize and they will pray to sustain and meditate to work to keep that blessing within them and to glorify what they have, you know. And in others, you know, they become egomaniacal. And they think that, you know, again, what we talked about earlier, it's the self-will. You know, don't lean on the arm of the flesh, right? It's the self-willed. And they turned into self-willed monsters, right? (laughs) They just turned into monsters. And so, you know, ego and anger, man, they're just a definite, they, they just personify that display on YouTube, you know? And so, like, you know, one of the brothers had this great idea for a national black organization. I will name the name of the organization, but not him. It was, um, you know, to protect African children. And so, you know, in the school system, because they have this disparity of how, you know, um, children of color are disciplined. I mean, the statistics are there. They, it, was, it was even on that TV show the other night, Mary, you know, Mary Jane, with Cory Booker talking about it, you know. It's just, and um, I mentioned it in the homeschool section um, segment about two weeks ago, talking about ESSA, Every Child Shall Succeed. That's one of the good things that Obama did have. Hopefully Trump won't take it away, which, you know, justified and also substantiated the disparity statistically, you know. And so, um, and so now, you know, we, 
we have to, you know, step in and, you know, form these organizations ourselves. And so he had the idea of doing a national one because the NAACP doesn't do anything for our children. If you call them in their education, whatever hotline, which I've done years ago, and I had to end up being my own child's advocate, which again led me to homeschooling, you know, because you're going to fight to be a part of something or you're going to create something dynamic yourself, you know. So you have to make the decision. But while I was there, you know, you have to – it, it it would have helped if there was an organization that stood with me or, you know, spoke on the parents' behalf because that, again, gives weight and credence to what's happening to the child. And then now that district, that class, that principal know that there's an organizational structure behind whatever this parent is saying. You know, so that's, that's just really um, a message that came from that came forth through that brother. And I hope, you know, that the ones that attended the different conferences, so, you know, opened them up within their different states, that they still go forward, you know, and not rely on him as the guiding post, but make that something collectively. And then, you know, leaders rise up within that and then have national conferences and go forth. You know, we cannot wait for people to do things for us that we know need to be done. If you can do it, you have to step up and do it. You know, it's just it's just something that's really important. So that is the go and gnosis section. I'm going to take another music moment, and I'll be back shortly.
Greetings. Today we're going to move forward with tech knowledge, know the ledge, know what's happening out there as far as the technology, technological, electronic world. Um, we just had CES just just went down in Las Vegas, um, as they do every year with all the new gadgets that are available for consumption. And the next level of technology that's going to be impacting our lives as a whole. Um, one of them, which I think is really great, is um, by Sunflare. They are unveiling um, sticky and flexible solar panels. So they can be stuck onto walls and, and um, roofs. The new thin film solar product is flexible, light, and affordable. So the company made the announcement at CES 2017. Um, and so the National Renewable Energy Laboratory declared in a recent report, due to the tax credit extensions, the United States is projected to add 53 additional gigawatts of renewable energy capacity by the year 2020. And so, um, so that means that, that a lot of the programs that will allow you to get solar energy will be extended. And so Sunflare has worked for six years to perfect the capture um, four, which is a cell-by-cell -cell manufacturing process. And so it's so flexible and light. It does not use glass, and it has thinner layers of semiconductors. And it's environmentally cleaner because it requires less energy to manufacture, and it does not use toxic chemicals. So, and that's something, too, again, you know, I'm always looking at the money aspect is um, – something to look to um, invest in as far as the company, Sunflare. And also um, on VentureBeat, they talk about this Cheng Hong's H2 smartphone lets you scan objects for molecular authenticity. So this goes back to the preparedness theme for the evening. You know, so there's now an app for that to check the molecular authenticity. It reminds me of Star Trek when that guy used to scan them and get the information reading on that handheld device. And now, so H2 is the first smartphone to use this, the, um, it's, it's called Skyo Molecular Identification Technology, developed by Consumer Physics, which uses spectox, spectox sensing techniques as well as cloud computing to identify objects. So Cheng Hong unveiled the H2 and the Big Tech Trade Show, and launching in 2017. And so the H2 and its advanced molecular material sensing and identification technology will allow consumers to scan material and immediately receive actionable insights based on its underlying chemical composition. So the Changhong H2 is a remarkable device with unique capabilities. And... Um, it has so many different functions that it can be used for, but consumers can analyze the properties of foods, liquids, medications, body metrics. I mean, this is straight out of, out of, you know, Star Trek. And the consumers, and this will give consumers new ways to improve their personal wellness, select the best fruits and vegetables, stick their diets and nutritional needs, and verify product authenticity. That's the main thing. For me, I don't know if I'll be using it on my own body because that's a whole other thing with all of this tech and it being connected, you know, to your heart rate. Like they have this new thing they unveiled at CES for diabetes, 
And it's a thing where you don't even have to prick your finger to get your blood glucose level. So it'll just take readings from off your skin through this, like, Fitbit type thing. And so you have this interaction with, you know, transhumanism, right? And so, you know, how far do we go with that? How far do we go? And and so now they even have a toothbrush. Remember we talked about AI over the past couple of weeks. So there's a smart toothbrush that has its own embedded AI. The toothbrush has AI, artificial intelligence. And so this toothbrush even has a camera so you can see inside of your mouth to see if you miss the spot. Um, it's called Aura. It comes with, I mean, it's really, it's, it's, it's just wild to think about having cameras in your mouth and what that can bring forth into your life on a bigger scale. So what is that, what is this company collecting? How, you know, is the, is the camera, does it have a microphone? I mean, you know, so they're bringing it forth as if it's something for convenience, but at the same time, it's another way for Big Brother to track you. You know, on on the um, lighter note, Legos now has a new kit that teaches kids to code, and so they unveil that at CES, which I think is great. So then as you're building something, you can also make it maneuver and pre-program each side of it and how it works together. That's a really great thing. Something weird is that um, a hair care company has released a brush that actually um, – works with an app in your phone and it brushes your hair and it takes video of your hair so you can see where the breakage is happening. I mean, they're putting artificial intelligence and all of this capturing data technology in everything, um, including, you know, what was talked about a lot this week during CES was um, Amazon's Alexa and how it's in everything from cars. It can stop your car for you to lock it down. And then when you think about the overstanding of that is that someone could lock down your car without your permission if they can hack you, you know. And so um, they're putting Alexa inside of refrigerators. They're putting Alexa inside of um, all different types of appliances. And so it's really the revolution of the Internet of Things. They even have virtual reality shoes where your feet feel the vibrations. You know, they have, they um, came out with pet emotion trackers. Oh, and they also have intelligent genes, like dungarees, denim jeans. They're intelligent genes. So now um, the technology is that the GPS is built into your genes. And the genes are, um, they, they vibrate. And so, and so the pants connect to a mapping app on your phone and the left leg vibrates when you need to turn left and vice versa. And someone can even text you their locations, and the genes will march you off toward them. This is something that's real right now. It's by a company called Caro Robot, like, car- like coward, but Caro Robot. And so they raised this money through Indiegogo campaign, and right now the genes are selling for six ninety nine. But as we all know, with technology, in four years, that six ninety nine will be one ninety nine, one fifty, ninety nine dollars, and that's going to be a regular thing. 
you know, genes that take your GPS, somebody can text you the directions right now today and you have one of these genes and the pants will march you over there. That's extra strength, you know. So that's what's happening in technology. I want to move forward into um, herbnology. And, um, again, this evening, Sister Ida and Wyndham David were talking about, I believe they both mentioned elderberry. And elderberry is one of Dr. Sabi's, God bless, herbs um, that he mentioned that were um, part of the listing of his alkaline herbs, elderberry. And so it boosts the immune system, and it has antibacterial properties, and it lowers, it's a great natural remedy for lowering the risk of viral and bacterial infections, including the cold, cough, flu, and tonsillitis. And also, um, again, it's known to strengthen the immune system and to distinguish between self and non-self cells effectively, thereby keeping the autoimmune system diseases at bay. It maintains youthful and healthy skin. Elderberries have a profound importance on skin health. Consequently, they've made their way in tons of cosmetic applications. This is primarily because these berries are enriched with um, vitamin, sulfur, and and, um, bioflavonoids. Um, So because of the potent antioxidant activity of these two components, elderberries are effective in delaying the onset of wrinkles and helping with frown lines and age spots and um, to fade them fast, excuse me, thereby improving the glow and the complexion of um, the largest and most conspicuous organ of your body, you know, your skin. It also regulates your blood cholesterol levels. Extract of elderberry contains significant levels of um, siding glycoside, a substance that, that, that has been proven to have abilities in reducing the level of, harm, of um, harmful LDL cholesterol in the blood. And so um, it also promotes weight loss and has, you know, it's a, it's a um, dietary fiber, and so it makes it a perfect weight loss aid. Um, this is one fruit that keeps you feeling full for long periods of time and thus reduces sugar cravings and your tendency to binge every now and then. And it also has metabolism feeding effects and um, overall low-calorie count help you to make sure you consume food while maintaining a healthy body weight in the process. Um, it also improves your vision. That's where I first learned about elderberry, was for the eyes. Um, so it's great for the vision, especially, you know, with the onslaught of these retina displays and all these different kind of um, gadgets, your phone, the screens, you know, the, the television, everything's HD, 4K, 8K. You know, you have to just still protect your eyes for all of this. So carrots have been regarded as the ultimate food for enhancing vision. But carrots are a hybrid food, according to Dr. Sabi, that doesn't complement the human gene structure. So he, he, he recommended substituting them with elderberry. And this alkaline medicinal fruit helps to alleviate and, pre- and um, prevent persistent eye conditions and the likes of glaucoma, and um, macular degeneration, thereby um, ensuring robust and lasting vision. And it promotes bone health. It's fortified with anti-inflammatory and antioxidant compounds 
that helps reduce joint ache and soreness and swelling resulting from inflammation of the joints. So high amounts of the vital minerals help to enhance the strength of the bones and repair the growth of damaged bones. Um, by increasing bone by increasing the bone density, um, elderberries help you solve the onset of certain age-related conditions like osteoporosis that affects the joints mainly. Um, it reduces the severity of the diabetes. Um, so for those that have family members or themselves, they could look into that. So elderberries work to restore normal levels of insulin and glucose in the blood, and so it provides stability for individuals um, suffering from diabetes. Um, diabetes, and it treats upper respiratory tract infections. So elderberry syrup, which I've used um, in the form of sambuco, um, or just what the pure elderberry syrup itself is effective to clear up the sore throat, attain relief from the common cold, bronchitis, other um, upper respiratory tract infections that results from mucus and congestion. So um, it's really great. And it also acts as a potent expectorant that can reduce the mucus congestion by clearing out the phlegm buildup. Um, so the juice of this fruit is also recommended as well as the syrup. And it enhances the digestive system. It's a, riber, it's a, um, it's a fiber-rich fruit. And so it can provide relief from digestive issues. And so um, a single serving of the fruit is enough to meet 30% of your daily fiber needs just by itself. And so um, it also prevents cancer. And so it, it just has wonderful, wonderful properties, elderberry. And so I just want to thank them for really bringing that forward and um, just knowing all the positive traits that that can have on your body. You know, just one amazing fruit, something so simple that can um, be so effective in healing in your body. And so next I wanted to have another music moment and play Queen Africa. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready, are you ready? Are you ready, are you ready? Are you ready, are you ready? Oh, oh, oh. When the roll is all out, I'll be standing taller To face the darkest and the hardest of night We'll be taking care of all the children there are But if it's required We'll be on the front line You can call me by my name I am ready to roll Once the rules remain the same How the story's been told Call me anytime Never cop out Lioness is on the rise Don't you ever have Say never willingness forever to fight and be strong. Once it's for better, I'll write every letter and moving right along. And I'll roll with the punches. 
had transpired, and then the ones would then transliterate and 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 speak about and bring forth their understanding of what it is so that they can get correction and or get further meaning. And Pistis Sophia cried out most exceedingly. She cried out to the light of lights, which she had seen from the beginning, in which she had had faith, and uttered this repentance, saying thus, O light of lights, in whom I have had faith from the beginning, hearken now then, O light, unto my repentance. Save me, O light, for evil thoughts have entered into me. I gazed, O light, into the lower parts, and saw there a light thinking, I will go to that region, in order that I may take that light. See, so she saw the light and thought, you know, I want to get some of that light for myself. It made her long for it. And I went out and I went and found myself in the darkness, which is in the chaos below. And I could no more speed thence and go to my region. For I was so oppressed by all the emanations of self-willed, and the lion-faced power took away my light in me. And I cried for help, but my voice had not reached out of the darkness. And I looked up into the height that the light in which I had had faith might help me. And when I looked into the light, into the height, I saw all the rulers of the aeons and how in their numbers they looked down on me and rejoiced over me. Which looked at the height because she fell down farther and rejoiced over me, though I had done them no ill. So people will laugh at you and judge you even though you've done nothing to them. But they hated me without cause. And when the emanations of self-willed saw the rulers of the eons rejoicing over me, they knew that the rulers of the eons would not come to my aid. And those emanations which so oppressed me with violence took courage. Right? So if they see that, you know, no one has your back, then they're going to take courage, the ones like the underlings. And the light which I had not taken from them, they have taken from me. Now, therefore, O light of truth, Thou knowest that I have done this in my innocence, thinking that the lion-faced light power belonged to thee, and the sin which I have done is open before thee. Suffer me no more to lack, O Lord, for I have had faith in thy light from the beginning, O Lord. O light of the powers, suffer me no more to lack my light, for because of thy inducement and for the sake of thy light I am fallen into this oppression, and shame hath covered me. And because of the illusion of thy light, I am become a stranger to my brethren, the invisibles and the great emanations of Barbello. This hath befallen me, O light, because I have been zealous for thy abode. And the wrath of self-willed has come upon me, of him who had not hearkened unto, my command, unto thy commands to emanate from the emanation of his power, because I was in his eon without performing his mystery. You see, and all the rulers of the eons mocked me, and I was in that region mourning and seeking after the light which I had seen in the height, and the guards of the gates of the aeons searched for me, and all who remained in their mystery mocked me, but I looked up into the height towards thee and had faith in thee. Now therefore, O light of life, I am so oppressed in the darkness of chaos. If now that will come to save me, great is thy mercy. Then hear me in truth and save me. Save me out of the matter of this darkness, that I may not be submerged therein, that I may be saved from the emanations of God's self-willed, which press me sore, and from their evil doings. 
Let not this darkness submerge me, and let not this lion-faced power entirely devour the whole of my power, and let not this chaos shroud my power. Hear me, O light, for thy grace is precious, and look down upon me according to the great mercy of thy light. Turn not thy thy face from me, for I am exceedingly tormented. Haste thee, hearken unto me, and save my power. Save me because of the rulers who hate me, for thou knowest my sore oppression and my torment and the torment of my power, which they have taken from me. They who have set me in all this evil are before thee. Deal with them accordingly to thy good pleasure. My power looked forth and from the midst of chaos and from the midst of darkness, and I waited for my pair, because we always have a pair, understand, that he should come and fight for me, and he came not. And I looked that he should come and lend me power, and I found him not. And the thing is that that goes back to being prepared and being ready. Because what you may assume will be there may not be there. So you have to make sure as a woman your stuff is ready and you got backup for the backup, you know. That's very, very, very important. And so, you know, let them not henceforth come into their region of their self-willed and let not his emanations henceforth come into their region. But their God is in thought that he had done this evil himself, not knowing that, had I not been brought low according to, oh, I'm sorry, I missed the whole part. I'm going to go back because it's very important. And when I sought the light, they gave me darkness. And when I sought my power, they gave me matter. Now, therefore, O light of light, may the darkness and the matter, which the emanations of self-wills have brought upon me, be unto them for a snare, and may they be ensnared therein and recompense them, and may they be made to stumble and not to come into the region of their self-wills. May they remain in darkness and not behold the light. May they behold the chaos forever and let them not look into the height. Bring them their revenge and may thy judgment lay hold upon them. Let them not henceforth come into their region of their self-willed and let not his emanation henceforth come into their regions, for their God is impious and self-willed. And he thought that he had done this evil himself, not knowing had it not been brought low according to thy command. See, because the Most High commanded this, he would not have had any authority over me. But when thou hast thy command brought me low, they pursued me more, and their, emanation, their emanations added pain to my humiliation. Because, see, the Most High had her gaze. And look, all of that was by command, even so. And they have taken light power from me and fallen again to pressing me sore in order to take away all the light in me. Because of this in which they have set me, let them not ascend to the 13th aeon, the region of righteousness. But let them not be reckoned in the lot of those who purify themselves and the light. And let them not be reckoned with those who will quickly repent, that they may quickly receive mysteries in the light. For they have taken my light from me, and my power hath begun to cease in me, and I am destitute of my light. Now therefore, O light, which is in thee, and is with me, I sing praise to thy name, O light and glory. May my song of praise please thee, O light, as an excellent mystery, which leadeth to the gates of the light, 
which they who shall repent will utter, and the light of which will purify them. Now therefore let all matters rejoice, seek ye all, all the light, that the power of the stars which is in you may live. For the light hath heard the matters, nor will it leave any without having purified them. Let the souls and the matter praise the Lord all eons, and let the matters and all that is in them praise him. For God shall save souls, shall save their soul from all matters, and the city shall be prepared in the light, and all the souls who are saved will dwell in that city and will inherit it. And the soul of them who shall receive mysteries, and the soul of them who shall receive mysteries, and the soul of them who shall receive mysteries will abide in that region. And they who have received mysteries in its name will abide therein. And it came to pass then when Jesus had spoken these words unto his disciples, and he said unto them, This is a song of praise which Pistis Sophia uttered in her first repentance, repeating of her sin and reciting all of which had befallen her. Now therefore, who hath ears to hear, let them hear. Now this has been interpreted in a psalm. Now in this particular GRS Mead version, it says Psalm 68. But then if you go to other King James versions, it may be Psalm 67 or Psalm 69. But this is actually where that came from. It came from the Pistis Sophia. So, and actually, even though it's a psalm and it's supposed to be by David, in the Pistis Sophia, it's words by Mary. That's why I prefaced it in the beginning. So Mary came forward and said, My Lord, my indweller of light hath ears. And I hear with my light power. And thy spirit, which is with me, hath sobered me. Mary said this. Hearken then that I may speak concerning the repentance which Pistis Sophia had uttered, speaking of her sin and all that befell her. That light power hath prophesied thereof aforetime through the prophet David. See? So she's speaking on it. In the 68th Psalm, save me, O God, for the waters are come and even unto my soul. I sank or am submerged in the slime of the abyss, and power was not. I have gone down into the depths of the sea. A tempest has submerged me. I have kept on crying. My throat is gone. My eyes faded, waiting patiently for God. Though they who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head, Mighty are my foes who violently pursued me. They required of me which I took, not from them. God, thou hast known my foolishness, and my faults are not hid from thee. Let them not wait. Let them not wait on thee, O Lord, Lord of powers. Be ashamed for my sake. Let those who seek thee be ashamed for my sake. O Lord, God of Israel, God of powers, for thy sake have I endured shame. Shame hath covered my face. I am become a stranger to my brethren, a stranger unto the sons of my mother. But the zeal of thy house hath consumed me. The revelings of them that revile thee have fallen upon me. I bowed my soul with fasting, and it was turned to my reproach. I put on a sackcloth and became unto them a byword. They who sit at the gates chattered at me, and they who drank wine harped about me. But I prayed with my soul unto thee, O Lord, the time of thy well-liking is now, O God, and the fullness of thy grace. Give ear unto my salvation and truth. 
Save me out of the slime that I sink not therein. Let me be saved from them that hate me, from the deep waters. Let not a water flood submerge me. Let not the deep swallow me. A well close its mouth above me. Hear me, O Lord, for thy grace is good according to the fullness of thy compassion. Look down upon me. Turn not thy face away from thy servant, for I am oppressed. Hear me quickly. Give heed to my soul and deliver it. Save me because of my foes. For thou knowest my disgrace, my shame, and my dishonor. All my oppressors are before thee. My heart awaiteth disgrace and misery. I awaited for him to show who should sorrow with me, but I could not come at him. For him who should comfort me, and I found him not. They gave me gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table be upon to them for a trap and for a snare and for a retribution and for a stumbling block. Mayest thou bend their backs at all times, pour out thy anger upon them, and let the wrath of thy anger lay hold upon them. Let their encampment be desolate. Let there be no dweller in their habitations, for they persecuted him whom thou hast smitten. And added to the smart of their woundings, they added inequity to their inequities. Let them not come into thy righteousness. Let them be wiped out of the book of the living, and let them not be written in among the righteous. I am poor wretch who is heartbroken too. It is the salvation of thy faith which hath taken me into itself. I will praise the name of God in the old and exalt it in the song of thanksgiving. This shall please God better than a young bull which putteth forth horns and hoofs. May the wretched see and make merry. Seek ye God that your soul may live. May the wretched see and make merry. Seek ye God that your souls may live. For God hath heard the wretched and despiseth, not, not the prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise the Lord, the sea and all that is therein. For God will save Zion, and the cities of Judea will be built up, and they will dwell there and inherit it. The seed of his servants shall possess it, and they who love his name shall dwell therein. And it came to pass then when Mary had finished speaking these words unto Jesus in the midst of the disciples, that she said unto him, My Lord, this is the solution of the mystery of the repentance of Sophia. It came to pass then when Jesus had heard Mary speak these words, that he said unto her, Well said, Mary, blessed one, the fullness, or all blessed fullness, thou who shalt be sung of as blessed in all generations. There's so much in that. As far as, you know, in the midst of the anxiety, as Sister spoke about earlier, in the midst of preparedness, you know, and as brothers and, you know, Michael and Wyndham David spoke of earlier, you know, seeking the most high, and, and just in the midst of all of that, just still knowing that you know what is real. You know, so the metaphysical meaning of Hebrewist is a woman belonging to the Hebrew race. And um, it's the soul or feminine aspect of the thought for which Hebrew stands. So the feminine principle of a Hebrewist is the soul, the feminine aspect of thought for which Hebrew stands. And the metaphysical meaning of Hebrew is represent the thoughts in man that have come up out of the purely material and passed over to a higher concept of God. 
okay, coming out of the purely material and passed over to a higher concept of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing, a higher concept of God, just trying to reach forth to get more and more understanding. Okay, a purely material and passed over to a higher concept of God and of his laws and to a closer and clearer relationship with God. These thoughts are, however, still under law, the law of sin and death for true freedom, spiritual understanding, and realization, life and peace come only by the still higher way, which is the Christ method, the way taught and demonstrated by Jesus Christ. And so, Timothy, I mentioned a quote in the beginning in the praise up session, and the metaphysical meaning of Timothy is inspired reason united with faith, also zeal. So you have to have that inspired reason. You have to be inspired to prepare, you know. This is supposed to be a stimulant, this show, to, you know, prepare you to be inspired and you have to unite with faith. And faith without, without, without works, like Sister stated earlier, means nothing, you know. So that's where the Timothy comes from. And then so I also mentioned a quote from Genesis, and the metaphysical meaning of Genesis points to the new birth and the perfection of man in the regeneration. So it being the new year, overstand from a metaphysical standpoint, the regeneration, the newness, the new birth to the perfection of man, we can strive toward that. You know, you may stumble and fall. Like I said earlier, it's a narrow path. So say it, right? It's a narrow path. But you still have to strive for it, and every day is a new day, and it's a new year, you know, a new birth to strive toward the perfection of man and in the regeneration, regeneration of yourself, your thoughts, your mindset, you know, your ability to persevere and your stamina. All of those things are important. And so I'm going to take um, one last music moment, and um, I'll be back shortly.
Well, right now, I'm going to want big up all of the single hard-working mothers out there. Big up on ourselves. Na na na, working hard, yes we know you got a J-O-B Nobody make them come distract you from your PhD Keep your faith in the one and only G-O-D Them bad man you true, them living in the misery Party hours plus a that you a work a week You get up in a real goal and hundred a degree They send your picnic, them at school and fulfill them belly And it hurts me, you know, for them a run this street Thank you mama for the nine months to carry me When you're back against the wall, and it no matter where you are, na na na, I miss it. Keep standing up, tall. Get back up when you fall. Sometimes it rough, you want to fall, but remember who you are. I miss it. Keep standing up, tall. Mama say, Missy, the Eden, them a run come, but man, I lose my space and man, I tumble down. Na 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 na. And a faithful prayer me a use not a go day These are the words right from my mother tongue She know I won't be in a six feet underground Because she worked too hard from the rising of the sun And me say thank you mama for love And I make them feel love and I talk When you're back against the wall And it don't matter where you are And I say keep standing up talk Get back up when you fall Yes, blessings, blessings. And for the metaphysical overstanding of the moment, you know, when your backs are up against the wall and you have nowhere to turn, you have to always turn to the Most High. You know, and you could look at the trial and the repentance of Sister Sophia and how she looked at, you know, and faced off against the self-will. You know, we have to be filled with the Most High and move the way the glory is manifested within us every single day. 
you know, and constantly reach for a higher elevated way of thinking, you know, without looking down on others. It's, it's not about looking down or putting down. It's about overstanding yourself and your personal relationship with the most high and seeing that in others and resonating with that factor, you know, with that factor, you know, the love of the most high and how, you know, that manifestation could move and build things. And on the theme of preparedness, you know, um, you know, it, it would be great for, you know, for um, more of our communities to make forums on that aspect. But I would say have it encrypted in some kind of way. Because <laughs> I'm not a big person on putting, you know, all of your personal information on social media. I'll do sayings and I have apps that you can create things on and throw your little copyright on it so somebody takes it and uses it at least, you know, you got some credibility, some, some something for it, you know. But um, as far as my family pictures, I'm not big on that and letting people know where I'm at all the time. You know, that's not, you know, a way that I see to go. But I do see the, the gathering of information. I remember when we had Hurricane Sandy and how I was able to use Twitter to find out where the latest gas was, to, you know, found, and um, I was able to use Tweetcaster and put in my zip code, and I could see the tweets within a 10-mile radius of my home and where the gas is at. People were taking pictures of the gas trucks pulling up and how long the line was, and, you know, that was great information to have in those kind of emergencies. So, you know, you really want to use technology to benefit you while really overstanding, and, you know, I want to go into um, next week's show and talk about different ways to protect yourself from technology, your home, um, your body, and your house, and really look in depth into that. You know, as we have all of this radiation, all these frequencies, you know, running through Wi-Fi, all of FM, AM, you know, all of those frequencies work through us. We are bioelectrical, magnetic water that carry frequencies of our own. You know, and how is that intermingling with the onset of all of this Bluetooth and lo-fi and Wi-Fi and all these different fives? See, five, four, five, I'll break that down next week. That's actually a math calculation. Overstand that. Fee, five, four, five. Okay, but um, I really um, enjoyed presenting this, and it's my hope, like I said, to be a stimulant for information and access and a referral which I feel is what I'm good at. One of the things that the Most High has blessed me with is be able to research and find information, and I just want to be a stimulant for conversation within your own realm, not me personally, but the topics and the words from the Most High that's coming forth and, and how it relates and how we can have practical application on the word in real life. You know, it's, it's one thing, you know, to delve deep and to understand, but then how do you stand? Right, that's that's the basis I come from to take that knowledge and stand with it and walk and maneuver and see how it all goes into play in real time. You know, we have to work in real time. You know, as a people we're really reactionary a lot of the times and we need to be more proactive and based in real time. You know, and then, you know, having a plan for five years from now or ten years and now within grouping. You know, we have to learn how to trust each other again, especially as women. You know, there's a lot of preconceived and energetics that are involved and 
you know, we just, you know, I just want this to be a place that we can really share and just open up information that those have that are blessed to know and to bring forth on a regular basis. And so I wanted to um, move forward tonight and um, lastly bring forward um, Rita Marley. Good morning, Ja. Joyful, joyful exaltations to those who liberate themselves. This Women's Wednesday. Bless you. Log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash discipleship radio.